1: course we have ed back with us as we so often do and ed we got a lot of shit to talk about today there's a lot of shit happening
0: there certainly is and none of it good
1: no none of it's but, never good uh, to be perfectly honest with you if it wasn't uh, for donald trump and the shit that the republicans are doing i'm afraid i wouldn't have a fucking platform
0: that's pretty much it yeah <laughs> you know i mean if uh, trump goes away we'll just go away
1: and garden or something no I no, no no i'm never going away <laughs> i'm never going away i'm like ants in the summer motherfucker or snakes in your yard you don't get rid of that shit i wanted to bring something up i just did a TikTok about it and it's because i'm watching the cable news and i'm not talking mm-hmm. about the right side cable news i'm talking about the left side cable news and 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 we're leading up to this this midterm election, which is absolutely crucial in this country, our democracy might be hanging in the balance. And what I'm annoyed by is the media, specifically the left side media, because I don't watch the right side media. And and it's like a lead up to the Super Bowl. They got all these little specials. They got all these little statistics. They got all these little polls. I mean, I was watching MSNBC this morning and I saw Steve Kornacki, who's who's, who's a decent stats guy
0: yeah one of, one he's, the, he's entertaining for sure
1: he's entertaining but one of the polls he was talking about was well okay in august democrats had more enthusiasm but now the republicans have more enthusiasm so that means the republicans can win oh my god my hair's on fire and and i try to tell people who listen to the podcast and on TikTok, you have to understand The media, whether it be the left or the right side, isn't there to fucking inform you. They're there to stir you up, scare you, make you angry so you watch more. That's all it is. They don't tell you all the facts, and they don't tell you what's really important. They just tell you what's going to make you react.
0: Exactly. Their entire programming is to get you into the commercial break, to watch what's there, and to come back afterward. That's it. That's right. their entire thing now. Individual reporters—do they have integrity and so forth? Some of them do. They're but rare. Mostly, yeah, you know, they are very rare, and mostly, they are there to make a buck. And uh, if they can get a horse race going, they're going to do it.
1: Oh, absolutely. They lo- they love the, the 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 horse race, and and I'm really really irritated about this emphasis on polls. Mm-hmm. People say, well, the polls are important. Well, that, like that, the polls. Let let, let let me give you an illustration. 2016, the polls leaned heavily toward Hillary Clinton beating Donald Trump. It was a foregone conclusion. Everybody was surprised when Donald Trump won that election. Well, where is that motherfucker who took that poll? Is
0: mm-hmm. he still working?
1: Is he still yeah. giving us polls? Are we still oh, looking yeah. at polls he fucked up on in the first place? Polls don't mean shit. I think the key to this race, uh, this election, is going to be turnout and new voters. And I think the Democrats have both on their side.
0: I could sit down and with a little work, I could figure out a poll that would show that everybody in America wants uh, George Clooney to be president. I yeah, could do that. Absolutely. You know, just by putting the questions in a certain way, I could get that result. Now, if I only talked to like 700 people and I'd that to the whole country, there's your poll that's what's happening because uh, there is nothing scientific about most of these they're real quick they're they're quick and dirty to just a few people and it means nothing well <laughs>
1: excuse me and that and that's what annoys me about this is we're talking about a very important election and we're talking about the future of this country and all these media outlets can think of is let's grift this motherfucker as much as we can let's turn this into a wwe wrestling match the the news stations don't want to give you good news they want to give you the worst news because that's what plays i mean I, I learned this when I was in media and I was watching a, um, I worked with a meteorologist, okay? Yeah. And if we get tornadoes coming through Minnesota, it can be devastating and has been devastation at times. Yeah. But, <laughs> but when you work at a station and the tornadoes are coming and everybody's scared, the fucking meteorologists are giddy. They're excited. Oh, yeah. oh, my God, I get to be the star. I get to yeah. tell you about all the devastation and destruction. They're not thinking about what's real or what's important. They're thinking about, well, I get the attention, and now I can be the smart one. Let the people get injured or let them be damned. And it's the same with the politics. They hope for a close race down to the minute. They hope that, that there's going to be... Uh, court cases and people claiming uh, election fraud. They want all that bad shit, and that's not good for this country.
0: No, it isn't. And I harp on this a lot, and I'll keep harping on it. You have a corporate media, all of them. Absolutely. You know, they, uh, they, they are owned by a corporation that will never let them do a story that hurts the corporation. It's just that simple. That's why you haven't seen Katie Porter on anyone. one, uh, I don't care if it's the left side, right side, right side should have her on and argue with her. They won't because they can't. They can't argue with her. Left side's not going to have her on because she's pointing out that this is all corporate malfeasance. Not all of it. There's some legitimate inflation because of the the pandemic and so forth.
1: Trump's tariffs.
0: It Trump's tariffs and Trump's tax cuts. Right. You know, you put all of that together, and uh, but uh, 54% of it, and she proves it. She proves it with her video. Look at, look for it. Just Google Katie Porter uh, inflation, and you'll find it, uh, maybe, if they haven't bleached it off the Internet somehow now, too. Um, and she proves it using statistics. She has a, an actual uh, expert there with her talking about it, interpreting and so forth, and it's 54% price gouging. That's it. That's what it is. Boom. Right there. But you won't see that. You won't see that on Morning Joe. You won't see it on any other cable newscast. Why? Because the corporation will not allow it. No,
1: they will not allow it. And, you know, that's... That's the thing that upsets me. I remember being a younger man and working at the station you and I ultimately worked at. And we would do election coverage on election night. And it was kind of fun because there was a lot of activity and you're bouncing around Democratic headquarters, Republican headquarters. You're doing all this stuff. But back then in the 70s, we were pushed. It was all about integrity. It was all about being accurate and being honest and being fair. That's what we were pushed to do. And if we didn't do that, they'd take us fucking off the air in a minute. Yeah. That's, not, that's not the case anymore. It's just another way to grift more money. It's just another event that they can hype up to make money. And this is what's frustrating to me. I, I don't care if you hype up the Super Bowl or the World Series or shit, but this shit is important. They might impact how the election goes, and they don't care. In fact, they probably hope for the worst, but it's all about them making money. And we are led to believe that they are journalists that are telling us the truth, and the fact is they're not.
0: Very few few exceptions, very, very, very few, and some that I thought were exceptions turn out not to be. Absolutely. Uh, as we see CNN drifting uh, the other way, for example, uh, the, the people, a lot of the people that I thought had some integrity are going right along with it.
1: Right. Um, but right. you're
0: right. One hundred percent right. All of this. Well, the the uh, the uh, the red wave is coming. Uh, we you know they they keep harping on they're always in the midterms, and that's bullshit. It's not always in the midterms. It's sometimes in the midterms where, where the opposite party makes the showing, but not always. Yeah. And uh, uh, Obama would be a good example. but the uh, what it comes down to is, uh, as you say, if there's no controversy, if it don't bleed, you're not going to tune in. If you right. tune in and the the anchor says, "Well, everything's great. <laughs> See you tomorrow," you right. know, they got nothing the, to say. Pretty, yeah, pretty soon you have no newscast, you know, well, because
1: go ahead. Well, the midterm theory that they give us is flawed. You know, they 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 say the Democrat wins the presidency historically, the midterms are won by the Republicans. And why that typically happens is because now you got somebody in office and somebody's pissed about something about the current person in office, so they're trying to balance it out by voting in the Republicans. And, and they're right, that happens a lot. But that's only if it's comparable to what history was. Those years you're comparing it to, if it's comparable, then maybe you're on to something. But what's happened in the last... Six years or two years certainly is stuff we've never seen in history right. you know generally the 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 Democrats in the situation with the president in office they will have done something to piss people off and and maybe they have but never in history has it been that the Republicans wanted to overturn roe v wade want to uh, marginalize lgbtq people they that that want to suppress votes and gerrymander and all this stuff the republicans have gotten nothing but bad press over the last two years so to compare that to history based on something that happened 10 years ago 20 years ago 30 years ago makes no fucking sense because we've never seen this before
0: exactly right and uh i misspoke when i said obama i meant clinton right um you know uh than you know that the midterms did not turn out that way and he had uh, you know in his own way he had as much hubris as trump did and i like to take the guy in a closet slap him around if you just could kept it in your pants for another couple of years you know you would have had a magnificent second um go-round as it really? was that that four years was wasted because all you were doing were defending yourself man i'd love to slap that mother around but uh, be that as it may, it didn't happen. We're stuck with what we got. But the media gets worse all the time, and they will always go for the controversy. I mean, if it looked, if, if, if polls were real and they showed that Joe Biden and all of the Democrats were going to win, they'd find a way not to say that.
1: But let me ask you this. I, you know, I, th- I, I think the same thing. But do you think it's, it, it, it's a manipulation in the other way around? Because it may work against the Republicans. The more the, the uh, CNNs and the MSNBCs, and the left side, for now anyway, uh, start talking about, oh, it's close, it's close. Do you think they're doing it intentionally to scare people and get them out to vote? Because that's the effect it's going to have. Do they not realize that? Do they not care? Are they trying to do that to manipulate? I, I don't know. It's it's kind of confusing.
0: Let me put it this way. Mike, who was the dumbest person in the, at the commercial radio stations you worked for, do you think? Was it uh, the it was... owner? Was it the sports guys or was it the salespeople?
1: Ah, the dumbest guys. In most cases with me, it's the general manager. Not necessarily yeah. the owner, but the general manager. He and is where the does the money. general
0: manager come from? Does he come out of programming or does no, he come out of sales?
1: It's about sales. Nobody yeah. comes
0: out of programming. Exactly. So you could you could go to a sales guy with the most creative idea for a commercial we ever had, and they go, well, no, we should do what we always do. You know, uh, that yeah. kind of thing. I mean, they these people are very good at going out and glad handing people and and getting orders and so forth. But as far as programming, as far as creativity, as far as anything else goes, they're a waste of time. And that's who's running news now. The Muse division is run not by news people. It's run by salespeople. Sorry.
1: Well, and and that's really why I do the Rational Boomer podcast. Uh, You know, as well as I do, when we worked in radio, we, we, you know, we did our little rolls and stuff, but we would talk and the listeners would like it. And, of course, the administration say, you you can't do that. That won't work. Well, we're yeah. doing it fucking now. And guess what? It's working. It's not, working. On, not only is it working, we have more listeners on this podcast than they have on that whole fucking radio station. So
0: fuck you. Oh, way more. Way yeah more, Way you
1: know. more so so the, so they're back there doing what they're doing, thinking they know everything. you and I fucking retire, and uh from our living rooms, we still kick their ass
0: yeah it's it's that simple and uh the uh but that, that's that's the problem. everything is geared toward the bottom line, everything is geared toward getting as many people watching as possible. And the way to do that, they think, and they're probably right, is either make them outraged, make them scared, uh, make them somehow or other get them emotionally involved with the newscast. Rather than giving facts, you're you're playing with emotion. That's what it comes down to, and it's the antithesis of good news.
1: Well, and and you know, it is just like WWE. It's all play acting, and it's and it's it's about yes. a storyline. I mean, that's what they're looking for every time they go on, a storyline. Okay, this is happening. What's that really mean? Well, it could mean this. It could mean that. None of it is truth. It's all conjecture, and it's all to hype you up.
0: Right, exactly, and that's what Fox lives on for sure, always has. You know, they don't have a single fact that they're disposable. It's all uh, innuendo and uh, uh, asking questions that you know the answer to, but pretend that you don't. So someone else will go, wow, that must really mean something. You know, it's that kind of crap. But uh, ultimately, right now, the media is failing us because uh, you got to take a side, guys. I mean, as as human beings, you got to look at Trump, you got to look at Biden and the parties that they control. Is every Democrat great? No, some of them are awful. Joe Manchin, I'm talking to you. Christian uh, Sinema, I'm talking to you. Some of them are just terrible people, right? And there are other Democrats that that are in uh, uh, these these states where there are more prairie dogs than there are people, and and so forth that uh, that are pretty terrible people too. But ultimately it's a choice between the dark side and the light and right now the republicans are the dark side period they
1: they are the dark side and you know i've said going into this midterm election people say well the republicans might win and and this is going to take us to an area you wanted to talk about and and my question has always been okay since 2020 when the democrats beat the republicans uh, what has changed? What have they done to gain votes? And the fact is the opposite has happened. They overturn Roe v. Wade. They marginalize LGBTQ. They're, they're, they're uh, suppressing votes. And they even come out and fucking say, we're going to shut down the economy and we're going to take away Medicare and we're going to take away Social Security. And I don't care what what party you stand for. There are plenty of Republicans that count on Medicare and count on 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 Social Security. So, and the other thing they don't think about, okay, so you cut off Social Security and Medicare, or Social Security particularly. right? You're taking that money out of the fucking economy. The people won't be able to live, they'll starve, they won't be able to pay their bills, but a big chunk of money is coming out of the economy, and guess who that's going to impact? Everybody, especially the rich people.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I, I I thought about this a lot, uh, and uh, I have to throw this out there so everybody knows kind of what we're talking about. McCarthy, who assumes that he's going to be House uh, um, Speaker when. Uh, after the election, if the midterms do what they say they're going to do and they get a Republican majority in the House, I, I still think it's going to be probably iffy in the Senate, even if there was a, a quote, red wave. But McCarthy has already said what he intends to do is uh, basically um, trash the government, default, cause of government default, because every so often, every, what is it, every quarter, just about, we have to raise the debt ceiling. Right. Why? Well, because Trump added seven trillion dollars to it, for one thing. Um, that's one thing that Trump did was he made uh, he raised the deficit and he also raised the debt. Right. The worst. Uh, this is the first time since World War Two that the debt actually eclipses the economy. We right. got more debt than we have ac- ac- than we have economic activity. And that's all Trump. That's on Trump. Now, there was part of it was the, the pandemic, of course, but it was his response to the pandemic and the tax cut and all of the other stuff. You throw it there together and it's bad, right? But what, uh, what McCarthy wants to do is not cave. So far, they've caved every time, usually because the Democrats were smart enough to tie the debt ceiling to something the Republicans really wanted or needed. And Mitch McConnell, of course, not being a complete idiot, is uh uh, realizes that causing a default would be tremendously horrible for the entire entire country but i think what mccarthy and these other republicans think is well you know our people they're they you know screw these this 30 percent MAGA bullshit those aren't our people our people are those people at the top the people that run corporations and hedge funds and uh Um, they're really rich people and they have resources. And by saying this, I'm warning them ahead of time to protect their assets. And they can do that because they, they have so much money. They can protect it by putting an offshore account or investing in foreign, doing all kinds of things that we can't do. Right. Right. But so we cause a default. What happens? Where is your social security I ask this to people all the time. Where's your Social Security? Well, it's in a big vault up in Washington, you know, because I pay mine, but they take it out of my check and my employer throws in some and we set it up there and they put it in a room and then they dole it out to people. Right. I'm not getting any right now, but I'll get mine when the time comes, because mine's going to pay people right now and the people behind me will send theirs in and so forth. Well, it's not true. You see, what happens with Social Security, when it gets to Washington, it comes in as revenue, which is great. We can use revenue, right? It doesn't go into a lockbox or a vault. It's immediately invested in government bonds, which turns it into what? Debt. That's what it turns it into. Social Security funds are now debt. So if you have a government default, your bonds are worthless. It
1: reminds me of, you know, when I was in business and you would be, I would be selling, and I know guys that got in trouble over this, guys would be selling something to somebody who's buying, okay? Right. <laughs> and I, I never did this because I understood the possible problems with it. So the guy's in the middleman. He goes and pays the guy selling something because he knows he's going to sell it to the other guy for a profit, right? Right. So he goes in and he pays the money. Um, and then the guy takes the shit, so he doesn't sell it. Now he's underwater on all this money, and the opposite is true. Sometimes the buyer will say, here's my money, here's my money. Now get that other stuff for me, okay? So he gets the money, and he's thinking to himself, well, you know, I'm going to cut this deal. I always cut this deal. I'll use this on another deal. Mm-hmm. To get that going, because I want to maximize my money. So then when he goes to this guy, he's going to buy it from this guy. And this something goes wrong there. Something goes wrong there. So now the guy, the middle guy, has to go back to the guy who paid him money to get this deal done and say, I can't get you the product, oh, and I don't have your money. Yeah. And that's I've seen people. Have the sheriff come to their fucking place because they did that, and that's kind of what the. It's almost. It almost is kind of a little Ponzi scheme. It is the social eventually. security, and yeah, it's yeah. not because it's a bad idea. It's because of how the government chooses to deal with it.
0: That's right. They uh, at one time it kind of was like a lockbox thing. Right. You know, you're. Uh, they wanted to have enough revenue on hand that they could cover the people that needed the benefits, right? But uh, then eventually, we'll just use this revenue as it comes in. But it's in the bonds, and the bonds are making money and so forth. But over time, more and more people (coughs) drawing benefits and fewer and fewer people putting in. So where it was like 10 to 1 to begin with or more, now it's down to almost like 2 to 1, that kind of thing. So the revenue, they use it for other things, but – you know, they keep kicking the can down the road because right. they keep raising the national debt and uh, not paying the bill, so to speak. And so, if you reach that point where you default, if you do it, then it's not just um, Social Security recipients that are going to be hurt. It will be anyone who gets any sort of a government check, plus, all of those foreign countries that are invested in those same bonds.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I always thought that that closing the country down for an extended period of time was just a threat, just a fucking, uh, just, just gaming the system. You know, try to make somebody else look bad or try to force somebody else to do something. And i I think that's I think that's true. My question is. You know, you talked about the, the, the de- debt and how Donald Trump increased it. Now people are deciding, do I vote Republican or do I vote Democrat? It was just announced, and you you realize it's not getting as much uh, coverage in the press, but this is a big fucking deal. Uh, Joe Biden has lowered the debt. debt or
0: this deficit? is a deficit. Deficit. This is the deficit. 3.4.
1: Was it 3.4 trillion or yeah, 1.4 trillion?
0: It, it be. is one point. No, it's three point four, but it's aiming at one. I mean, it's uh, it's like three point. It's it's so many billion already, and it's headed toward one point four trillion. Gotcha. So I, gotcha. I think is the way it is. Yeah.
1: Well, that's big news. I mean, for as much as the conservatives raised all this shit, here comes the libtard president dropping it. Ultimately, by one point four trillion. Now, you would think and that's that w- not new. No, that's not new. And you would think think that would be big news on television because we 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 didn't hear about Donald Trump just you know whole having a fire sale with the fucking money in this country, and now Joe Biden's doing what he can to. Uh, bring it down, and you don't hear about either side. It's all about all the phony bullshit that makes no difference. And therein right. lies the problem with the fucking media. They aren't telling us what we need to know to make make uh, informed decisions.
0: Exactly. I, I mean, remember back, Reagan was going to save Social Security, and uh, I don't know how he talked Tip O'Neill into it, but he somehow did that they were going to number one. One thing they did was tax Social Security benefits for the first time. Yeah, under Reagan and all of this, what they were doing. And I remember this because I was working in a small station in southern Minnesota, and uh, this was this was going into Reagan's second term. My boss was a huge Reagan fan. He had a picture of him and Reagan that he paid a thousand dollars for on that. You know, he went to some event and you could get a picture taken with him for a thousand dollars. He had it there on the wall and so forth. And uh, anyway, the, the election was coming up and I was uh, very much against Reagan, of course. And I was I remember uh, uh, the day after the election when he had won that uh, I, I turned to my wife and I said, well, at least we get a tax cut. Yeah. Well, guess what? The next time I got a paycheck, uh, it wasn't the next week, of course, but uh, some at some point when those all of the repercussions of what Reagan worked out with Tip O'Neill went into effect, my paycheck went down by $20
1: right.
0: every two weeks, $40 a month. Well, I, that's that that's what happened. I got screwed. My boss made out big time. He went and bought a condo in Florida. Right. You know, so so that's that's the difference. But but uh Reagan's whole miracle was built on illusion. It was built on borrowing and it was built on debt. So of course it crumbled on George Bush and that allowed Clinton to come in and clean up the mess and reduce the deficit once again. He George Bush brings it up, almost, almost trashes the country, and Obama comes in, gets it back down. Right. It's every time a Republican trashes the economy, a Democrat saves it. And why people can't see that, and why the media doesn't just say that, just say that once, say it once. Republicans trash, and all we hear is, well, people think the Republicans are better for the economy. Why? Why would anyone think that? Because they keep repeating it, and
1: people who don't take the time to look into it or investigate or critically think about it will just believe anything that you shove in their face. You know, the, the thing is, some, I, I saw a tweet, and I can't remember who it was from, but they said, you have to understand, the Republicans present nothing more than a fucking con. A scam, a way to transfer money from the middle class to the rich. They've been doing it since the beginning of time. And then they tell you, oh, but it's good for you. We're going to get a tax cut. It's like the tax cut that Donald Trump allegedly gave us. Two trillion to the rich people in in perpetuity to us, little crumbs. But then he took it away from us again. And not only took it away from us, is now increasing our taxes, every two years for whatever. So that's got to change. I mean, it's all a scam. It's all a con. And dumb people just don't get it.
0: And here's the thing. At the time that was happening, there were people in the media saying, uh, folks, this is a con. Rich people and corporations are going to make out like bandits. For six years, it's going to look good for you. And then you're fucked. Yeah. I mean, if if they'd said it that way, people would have listened. But no, we have to we have to couch it in other terms. But that's what has to be said, and and it, it it's always it's as you say. We might as well open our wallets if there's a Republican in charge, because they're going to be getting it one way or the other.
1: That 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 con reminds me of something I did as a child. My brother and I, a year apart. He was always smaller than I am. He he's not anymore, but he was smaller than I was. And my dad got us boxing gloves. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I was a more athletic, tougher guy, and my brother and I would box. Well, I would kick my brother's ass all the time. But I still wanted to box, and he's you know, he's not stupid. He says, I'm not doing that. I got my ass kicked all the time. I'm not doing it. And I said, dude, look, I think you're getting better. I think you're getting better. You need, to, you, you need to try it. So I'd get in the fight with him in the boxing match, and I'd let him pound on me for a while like he thought he was winning. And then out of nowhere, I'd give him the sucker punch to the face. He'd go down, and he would, he would learn a lesson. The same lesson we not learned.
0: Not remember, to trust his big brother.
1: Exactly. And and so and so like when we were little kids, pop wasn't so prevalent. You know, if you got pop, it was kind of a treat. Yeah. And my brother was a little younger and a little dumber, so, so my mom would give us give us a. Uh, bottle of pop
0: and she said you guys split that let me translate for that folks in the south that's a cold drink cold drink
1: (laughs) So, so anyways you take this pop and i got a bottle of it pepsi or whatever and i got two glasses i'm the oldest so i'm in charge of splitting it up perfectly okay (laughs) so i'm splitting it up and i purposely on my side give me a little bit more and my brother would go hey you got more you got more. That's not fair. And I go, yeah, you're right. So I said, what? Well, hold on. So I drink a little bit out of mine, and it would be perfect. He goes, there you go. Now you got it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what they're doing to people out there. It's all fucking smoke and mirrors. It's all a con, and
0: people are buying it. Right, exactly. And, and uh, the media, the corporate media, make no difference between the top and the bottom. Republicans are good for the economy. Because look what happened to the stock market under Trump. It was very good. Well, are you invested in the stock market? Probably you are to a certain extent. If you have some sort of four hundred one k or something like that, right? But uh, by the great unwashed, I'm sorry. You <laughs> know, the uh, that sounds like I'm an elitist, and maybe I am. But uh, <laughs> the, the the folks that work in the factories, the folks that mow the lawns and so forth, are less likely to be in the stock market. I'm just throwing that out there, right? So they're not getting any benefit from that, unless they have a 401k or something like that, right? But uh, as a matter of fact, it can uh, wind up hurting them because they don't make a difference. They don't do a comprehensive look at the economy. Uh, They just look at the stock market. That's all they know.
1: Well, let's be honest. In the first year and a half of his of his administration, Joe Biden gained more in the stock market than Donald Trump did in four fucking years. So,
0: well, yeah, and look at uh, Trump inherited a blazing stock market from Obama that lasted up until the 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 COVID shutdown, right? Exactly. And and even into it. So that was all Obama numbers. Trump they, did shit for the economy.
1: Trump Trump, Trump's loves taking credit for other people's work because he doesn't do any work. Tell you what, Ed, mm-hmm. we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right, we are back. And, Ed, I'm going to make a comment and see what you think about this. I Bye. believe that this midterm election is going to be a huge paradigm shift for this country. And I'm not talking about democracy or, or authoritarianism, but I think... In the last two years, everything that's gone on with the investigations and all this shit is just kind of leading up to the midterms. People are holding back and people are not doing some things and they are do some, doing some things to play to the midterms. But once the midterms are over, regardless of how it goes... Then shit's about to fly. We know the DOJ doesn't want to indict anybody until the election's over. Fonnie Willis down in Georgia doesn't want to indict anybody until the election is over. People are really careful about what they're saying and how they're saying because they're playing to the midterm. Once the midterms are behind us, then all they really have to look forward to is the 2024 election with the presidency. And I think that's too far off to make any predictions or even know who's going to run. But as soon as that midterms is over, I have a feeling shit is going to fly, especially with the investigations. Either
0: way. Well, yeah, I think you're 100% right. I'll make two predictions. Before the, the turn of the year, both Joe Biden and Donald Trump will declare For the they're running for the presidency again. Uh, We'll see that matchup. I don't know if Trump will wind up getting the nomination. Certainly Joe will, and uh, and we might see a rematch. I predict that for one thing. I also predict though that Trump is going to have a full calendar just going to um, court. I think he's going to be indicted on three different things.
1: Yeah, and all he needs, all we need, is one indictment with Donald Trump, and he's fucking done. Well, I, I will agree with you that after it, after the midterms, both Joe Biden and Donald Trump will announce that they're running in 2024. I will agree with that. But I will say when 2024 comes along, neither one of them will be the candidate. Neither one of them will be the candidate.
0: Well, I'll put 20 bucks on it, okay? Okay, okay, okay. All right, I'm doing it right now, straight up front. I think Joe will be the candidate, and I think, I, now, I will hedge on, I'm just going to say Joe. I think Joe will be the candidate, I'll bet you 20 bucks.
1: It's more Trump, likely, though.
0: Right, Trump could be indicted, I don't know how. I One reason I think he will run is that he hopes that will derail some of this. Because he's a candidate for president, will somehow give him some special, uh, yeah, it's uh, not. anointing or something. I don't. I don't think that's the case. I do think, however, that he may use the opportunity to raise a lot of money, yeah, and jump in his brand new refurbished plane and hit the trail for Saudi Arabia.
1: Well, that's possible. If, you, but here's the thing: I, I don't think there is any way, no way, that Donald Trump runs for president, and there's a number of reasons. First of all, not the healthiest guy. That's 2 yeah. years from now, he's going to be close to 78 by that time, and 78 is is like like a Joe Biden's 90. So he's not in good health. Secondly, if he gets any kind of legal ramifications, it's conceivable that that he will have that opportunity of running for reelection taken away from him. I think that goes without saying, I think everybody involved, that's the first thing they want to do. Make sure he can never run again, take him out of yeah. the equation. And the last thing is I don't honestly believe the Republicans want him as a candidate. I mean, you see Mitch McConnell kind of given in on the Senate and maybe the house and I talked to a guy on the show recently, Tony Michaels, he has his own podcast and he was on the show and he said he thinks Mitch McConnell is tanking for the Republicans in the House and the Senate because he wants to rid the Republicans of the trump and the base because it's basically split and destroyed the Republican Party and it's evil and vile as Mitch McConnell is, he's more traditionalist, he wants to get those fuckers out because he knows in the long run it's not going to help his
0: party. I think you're 100% right. I think he wants to get rid of Donald Trump, and I also think he wants to get rid of McCarthy. Uh, Reason I say that is McCarthy just the other day was saying, well, uh, when I become Speaker of the House, uh, or he didn't say it that way, but that's what his intention was, is when we take back the House. Uh, that blank check for Ukraine is not going to be there. Right. McConnell comes out today and says we will continue to support Ukraine in every way possible. So he's that was a rebuke to McCarthy right there, because I think he realizes that deep down Americans do support us supporting Ukraine against Russia. I don't. I think M- McConnell may be many many things, most of them bad, but the one thing that he may not be. Is uh, uh, a Putin lover?
1: No, no, he's not. And 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 I think uh, Kevin McCarthy, assuming if the Republicans win, and I don't think that's possible, but even if they win, his presumption that he will be the Speaker of the House a little presumptuous a because little bit. because he's fucked up a lot. He's yep. fucked up a lot for the Republicans. N- never mind the Democrats. I don't think he's going to be put in a position to be the Speaker of the House. Somebody else will be in the Republican Party, and Mitch McConnell will have his hand in it to make sure Kevin McCarthy is not in it. I think Kevin McCarthy, after the midterms, becomes a non-issue, and he will fade away and leave the House of Representatives ultimately. Maybe not leave, but he won't be the Speaker of the House. He won't be a leader when this is all said and done. Because I think his name is going to come up a bit in these insurrection uh, investigations with the J-6 committee and the DOJ committee. See, that's the other thing. You know, everybody's wondering, why hasn't the J-6 committee mentioned any of the sitting members of Congress that were involved in the insurrection? Because we know they were. Well, they're doing the same thing the DOJ is doing. They're waiting until after the midterms. That's why we said we didn't see the last hearing. I know we didn't see the last hearing. So after the midterms, that's when the shit's going to fall and the sitting members of Congress will be exposed who were involved because we know they were.
0: Absolutely. And I'm looking so forward to that day because the screams will be um, enormous. Oh, you know, the weaponized DOJ, blah, blah, blah. But I know at least seven people who should be in prison, and they may actually be. Yeah, when it's all said and done. I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene, it's, they're talking about her being a running mate for Trump. Uh, it's going to be hard to run for prison. It's been done. I mean, uh, Debs ran for, uh, for president uh, back in the 20s or from prison, the union guy, but <laughs> he didn't get elected. No.
1: No, Marjorie so Taylor. It could happen. Marjorie Taylor, you know... <laughs> They're talking about it as a VP for Donald Trump. As I told you, Donald Trump is not going to run in 2024. He's got too many obstacles. He's too lazy. He's too stupid. And even if he had some kind of track, he would fuck it up on the way. So he's not going to run. Marjorie Taylor Greene, even if she gets reelected, and that's conceivable given the district she's from. um, Here's the other aspect. Once we get these people who were involved in the insurrection exposed – and assuming the Democrats have enough power, these motherfuckers are going to get expelled. Yep. They're going to kick them right out of office. Now, I don't know if the governor replaces them, and it's then going to determine is the governor Democrat or Republican. If the, Demo- right. if the a governor is Republican, he'll replace them with a Republican, presumably a little smarter, a little more normal Republican. But if that governor happens to be Democrat, well, then they'll replace that Republican with a Democrat. So... You know, there's a lot of things in play here that, that we don't even know yet.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, did, I saw a thing this morning that said, and I'm just going to throw this in here <clears throat> for a couple of reasons. The biggest predictor of whether or not um, a, a um, representative in the House voted for or against certifying the election was their dis- the district they came from. If it was a district where white people felt threatened by increased diversity, they voted against the, uh, the certification. In other districts, they went ahead and said, you know, this is fair, we're going to vote for it. And this was the Republicans, okay? So oh, I forget the exact numbers of them, but that tells you that most of these Republican uh, people are from districts where white people are feeling it. They're feeling like they're being, uh, they're losing their privilege, is what it comes down to. They would never say it that way. Right. They would say, We're being replaced. We're doing this. They're bringing in immigrants. So, but what they're really afraid of is, is losing their white privilege because right. I live in a place where white privilege is, a, is still existent. People will deny it and they'll deny it. They'll deny it. I, did you watch 60 Minutes this week? If, I did. If not. I did. Okay. Well, they had, uh, you know, this new movie out, Till is out about this young teenager from Chicago who was murdered in Mississippi.
1: Right. Back I do many, want to see many, that.
0: many years ago. Well, they had the original Ed Bradley story about it. <laughs> Uh, they re-ran it on 60 Minutes this week and it's even more harrowing than any movie could ever be, uh, with the details about this young man being tortured and murdered and, and, and so forth. And then the trial in which these guys, uh, Uh, You know, they're laughing and everything because they know they're not going to be convicted. And, and, you know, it takes like uh, the jury takes like 10 minutes to clear them. And it would have taken five, but they stopped to have a coke break. And, uh, you know, it's just in your face. And then a couple of years later, Life magazine pays them for their story and they admit they did it. Right. But they get away with it because there's no double jeopardy in in, uh, Mississippi now. A few years later, they could have gone after them on civil rights, I guess, uh, violations and and that sort of thing. But they didn't. What it made me want to do, you know, was go back in time, walk into that courtroom and put a bullet in each of their heads. Sorry, that's just me. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, But the fact of the matter is Mississippi hasn't changed. Louisiana hasn't changed. Alabama hasn't changed. The Florida Panhandle hasn't changed. South Carolina hasn't changed. All of these places are still the same. They're a bunch of malignant, inbred swamp dwellers and hillbillies that hate black people and they cannot compete on a level playing field with any minority. I'm sorry, Um, I I despise these people with every fiber of my being because I grew up with them. You know, I was thinking about it this morning, my high school class, I remember sitting in class and thinking 75% of my classmates are wasting their time and the unfortunate thing is they're gonna reproduce at three times the rate of the smart kids and it hasn't changed.
1: All right. Well, I've got a I've got a a news story that just came out. You you will never hear me saying breaking news because I hate that fucking term. It's overused. It's bullshit.
0: It is. But this was breaking last Wednesday. Yeah.
1: Well, this one is just coming out moments ago and it'll piss some people off. Now, we know that we know that uh, Lindsey Graham has been fighting, testifying in front of the grand jury in Georgia over his actions on uh, trying to overturn the election. Donald Trump made one phone call. Lindsay made two phone calls. They're trying to get him yep. to testify, right? So he's fighting it yep. all the way, and just recently a lower court said, yep, you gotta testify. You gotta so he testify. he went to the
0: Supreme Court.
1: He went to the Supreme Court. And this just came out. Justice Clarence Thomas on Monday agreed to a temporarily freeze a lower court order requiring the testimony of Republican Senator Lindsey Graham in front of an Atlanta area special grand jury that is investigating efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. Thomas acted alone because he has jurisdiction of the lower court that issued the original Now, Thomas's move is an administrative stay that most likely issued Monday to give Supreme Court justices more time to consider the dispute. The court has asked for a response from Georgia investigators by Thursday. This doesn't mean it's over, but he's been able to stop it. And here's the big sticking point given that he's married to an insurrectionist, to a traitor no less, he should be recusing himself from these kinds of decisions, but he refuses. And people will say, well, there's got to be some way he can be held accountable for this. Nope, there's not. I mean, we know that they said, you know, we should have a code of ethics in this court. You don't already, motherfucker? So. This is not going to help uh, Clarence Thomas. He probably won't win this um, because when it goes to the full court, they will probably decide that he has to answer to it. Even the Republicans have got to agree on it. But this motherfucker sticks it to America again.
0: Yeah, and I, the reason he's doing it, of course, is because of the midterms. That keeps Lindsay out of the... Uh, out of the the, the court case out of the headlines because nobody's going to say a word about it now that it's on hold Um, going into the midterms no reminder that about uh, uh, them trying to overturn the election and so forth Uh, at that level one of the highest levels so uh, I predicted it I told my wife last week Thomas will do it he will put a stay
1: yeah and he did And he did. I don't know what ultimately is going to happen. And it just goes back to what I said before. This midterm election may be one of the most pivotal moments we've had in our lifetimes, because things will change immediately after the election.
0: Yeah. If the Democrats are smart, they won't let this die. They will call Thomas on it and they will continue to call Thomas on it. Uh, They could impeach him. I mean, this is an impeachable offense if he is not recusing himself on areas in which he is uh, ultimately involved. I mean, did did uh, his wife and uh, Lindsay trade uh, uh, text messages? I'm betting they did.
1: I bet they did, and I'll bet you the J6 committee has it, and the DOJ probably has it, but we're not going to hear about it till after the midterm elections. And so... You know, that's that's the other thing Fannie Willis could do. She could just say, you know what? You don't want to show up. That's cool. You're a fucking target. Because if he isn't a target in that mm-hmm. investigation, I don't know who is. Donald Trump has to be a target because he's the one that made the call that's on audio tape. We don't right. know if there's any audio tape of Lindsey Graham, but we know the calls were made. We know there's witnesses to that call. If Donald Trump is a target, and I think he will be there, uh, Lindsey Graham's got to be a target. So fuck you. You don't want to testify? Okay, we're going to prosecute you. We're going to well, indict you.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's ridiculous that he got as far as he did with with uh, objecting to this because his entire argument is specious. It has no basis. In fact, there is no reason that he should have made those phone calls in his uh, capacity as a senator. It it's it, he has no influence in that state. It's beyond anything that he has any interest in i mean let's 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 not get bogged down in legalistic bullshit i mean this is simple straightforward that he had no no standing to do that none
1: well but but this is a standard ploy by the republicans you can take a fact and put it right in front of your face one of his face have every kind of supporting evidence you possibly want and they go yeah that's not true well, why is it not true? You have evidence. You can, you can you tell us why you say it's not true? It's just not true. It's just not true. It's hoax. It's fake. It's all this shit. And they get away with it. That's the problem in this country. They're not made accountable. They're not forced to prove anything. They just spew rhetoric, and a certain faction of people believe it without any facts, without any bearing on anything illegal. And, 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 and part of that problem is the stupidity in this country. We have too much of it.
0: Right, and part of it is the judiciary uh, elevating people who uh, are nothing but ambulance chasers uh, to the level of... of uh, of judges that that are able to rule on this sort of thing. And um, Trump did it. I mean, the uh, American Bar Association, who used to have a tremendous amount of influence over who got to be a judge and who didn't by the rating system they had, they rated so many of his uh, below standard that it was ridiculous. And yet they still got approved anyway. And that's just not right.
1: What, what I think we found out with Donald Trump from the time Donald Trump came into the presidency, we found out that our judiciary has no fucking teeth. There's a, there's a caveat to that. There's teeth for middle class and low class people. Yep. They can still be held accountable. They still can have their lives destroyed, even if they are innocent. But there is no teeth in the judiciary for wealthy people or corporations. We had Donald Trump in office, and since you can't indict Donald Trump, you had what they called norms. Nobody would break the norms, because if you broke the norms, what Uh kind of trouble could you be in? Donald Trump breaks every norm, and we find out it don't mean shit. He is above the law as a sitting president.
0: And here's another one, Steve Bannon, okay? Now, anybody else, anybody. You know, you, me, anybody we know, we're we're at, we're in court because uh, uh, we didn't show up for a subpoena. OK. Right. right. And uh, the judge comes down on us. Well, there's a deputy there. Our hands behind us. Uh, we're in leg irons and we're walked out. Right. 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 Steve Bannon walks out the door.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> Steve Bannon. I, I, my only the only thing about Steve Bannon that makes me feel warm in my heart this this conviction for not complying with a subpoena is the fucking absolute least of his problems because we yeah. know he was involved in the insurrection. We Absolutely. know that the d o j has the goods on him for that. We know that the J6 committee has the goods on him for that. He's going to go down for that, just as Roger Stone is going to go down for that. And we're talking about 10, 15, 20-year terms. So we have to be patient. And if he doesn't want to comply with the subpoena, fine. But that fucker's going down. There's no question
0: about it. Um, I'd like to jump into something totally unrelated to politics. Sort of. <laughs> okay, I'm in. Let me ask you a question. Do you drive at night much? Uh, yeah, I don't drive as
1: much as I used to drive, but yeah, I drive at night.
0: All right. Well, do you ever drive out in the country? You know, out of the city? Well, yeah. Let me say it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, now, when I was a kid, if we went out driving at night, the first thing I had to do the next morning, and my father insisted on it, was get my butt outside with the Windex and a rag and clean all the bugs off the windshield, the headlights, and the hood of the car. Because okay. they would be, the, the whole front of the car would be covered with dead bugs. Because right. they were attracted to the light and so forth. You know, it's it dawned on me when uh, we went on this mini vacation, we took over to Charlottesville, and I was driving back through on the bluegrass... Or not bluegrass blue ridge parkway right? Uh, right as country as you can get it's beautiful you know late in the day and uh, we pull in to get gas and i look i don't have a single bug no really? one yeah and i've noticed this uh it reminded me because i've been noticing this for some time so i, I come back and i start googling it and this is not just me this is everywhere this is not, uh, I mean, the, starting about 1996, the bug population started to disappear. And it's gotten to the point now where it's just ridiculous. I mean, I can remember those days. I remember the rag and the Windex and, and how hard it was. And they even had this, this special bug stuff that you would get to get it off your, uh, your paint job and stuff. And if you didn't keep up with it, it would actually start to, you know, chip the paint and rust you know right, that kind right. of thing. Well, that doesn't happen anymore, and the reason it doesn't happen anymore is we don't have the bucks. Your true green lawn, your Roundup, your, all of that stuff, you know, is contributing to it, and and that's part of it. But and people say, well, great, I don't have to clean my windshield anymore, you know. But what what it is? These are the canary in the coal mine kind of things, right? Everything. And whether you believe in God or you believe in an ordered universe, whichever one it is, whether it's God's fiat or the way things developed, everything is entwined. We know that we need pollinators so crops grow, so we can feed people. Well, if there's no pollinators to spread it, then they don't. you know. And they're right. talking about other ways to do it, maybe, but why not just let let the bugs come back you know yeah
1: yeah we all and, hate uh, we all hate bugs you know what i think it is too though you know with with the green lawns and all that stuff that's true too but um you know this story has come out by those conspiracy theorists but it's got to be true based on what we're hearing now is that all the birds are gone they're all mechanical birds <laughs> put yes. out there to spy on us so what's happening is these mechanical birds are eating all the fucking bugs we got to stop the government
0: <laughs> well see you know yeah the funny thing is you're almost right in that uh, birds are starting to disappear because they there's not enough bugs for them to eat
1: right now.
0: right so uh then it's first it's bugs then it's birds then what is it and how long is it before it gets to us well, let's hope These rep- things tend to accelerate.
1: Well, yeah, the, yeah, they, they, um, they, they do. They get momentum and it gets worse and worse and worse. And hopefully at some point in the, the bottom of the chain, it hits Republicans before it hits the Democrats. <laughs> so we can well, eradicate, we can eradicate this shit from uh, all of this country. Yeah. I mean, as I said, the midterms are pivotal, pivotal. I mean, we've got to address climate change and uh, there's no question about it. I mean, I'm getting, I'm get, you know, we have many ha ha falls
0: here in right. Minnesota.
1: A Big draw. A lot of people go there, local people and people from I, I
0: used to walk my dog there every day. I lived just a couple of blocks away.
1: Fuckers dried up now. Yeah. It's not even, there's no falls and, yeah. and, and the lake I live on. I noticed it when I walked out to the boat to bring it back to get a store. For the first time in my lifetime, I've never, in the lifetime that I've been here, is I literally had to take a big step down from the dock, almost where I fell on my ass to, to get to the boat. These are real issues. You can call them phony, but the proof is in the pudding. If the bugs are going away, if the birds are going away, if the water is drying up, that should be a red flag to say, you know, we
0: should fucking do something. Exactly. Mississippi River, lowest levels. They can't. The barges. They can't get the barges up. And and in Minnesota, you know what that means. No salt for the roads this winter. Things like that. Uh, no way to get the wheat down to market, you know, and the right. corn and all of that. I mean, this is a, a huge thing that, that uh, people don't think about, but it is one of the things that will screw up the economy if you can't get the stuff to market. That that if you have to truck it rather than float it down the Mississippi on a barge, it's it's a lot more expense, takes a lot longer, and will raise the price. Well, so uh, yeah, this is the the environment is very much something that we really need to be paying attention to. Republicans will not do it because it hurts the bottom line. Uh, we got to frack, frack, frack so we can make money, even though it kills everything.
1: Right, right. And, and, you know, I, I know that there's something we can do about this and have an impact. When I was young, this yes, is probably before you were in Minnesota, uh, there was there was a time when deer in Minnesota were, we were losing numbers and numbers of deer. It was rare to see a deer. Now yeah. you drive down the fucking highway, it's not unusual to see two or three deer that were hit on the side of the road. We we're just inundated with deer. I remember when my father was young, he was a big, when I was young and my father was younger, he was a big hunter and he would go turkey hunting and he'd yeah. have to go to Arkansas or Iowa or some fucking I thing. i can
0: go in the backyard.
1: Yeah, fucking backyard. <laughs> we got nine t- turkeys walking around just going, what the fuck? <laughs> so yeah. you, can, you can create a change but you got to make the effort, and you can't make the effort if you got somebody pushing against it all the time like we have with the Republicans.
0: And this is it. This is the other thing. I mean, it's the science denying, which is now a tenet of the Republican Party. And, and it, uh, we saw it mainly in COVID and so forth, but it's been going on with global warming. It's, or uh, climate change, if you want to call it that. It's been going on with that for decades, but everything pollution, remember pollution way yeah. back with the Indian mm-hmm. with the tear, iron Angle yeah. Cody there with the tear down his cheek and all of that. We have met the enemy and he is us. I mean, this has been going on during my entire lifetime and it's always the Republicans pushing back. Nah, it's not so bad. Burns of coal. Yeah, you know, we'll warm things up. You know, whatever. But uh, uh, that has to be taken seriously. All of this has to be taken seriously. I mean, you have to have the balance. But they don't want a balance. They want industry to be able to do any damn thing they want and then walk away.
1: Well, and 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 the question is, why do they do this? Why do they take this stance? on the ecology and and global warming and, and all of this or climate change, whatever you want to call it. Why do they do this? It's very simple. They don't want to spend money on anything but giving it to rich people. They don't want to give people help in the middle class, welfare or tax breaks. They don't want to pay for what it's going to take to kind of improve our ecology. They don't. All they want to do is send money to rich people and put it in their pockets. Therein lies the problem. They're, 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 they're destroying everything around them just so they can profit from it. And at some point, somebody's going to say, what the fuck? That makes no goddamn sense. That's ridiculous.
0: Well, this is, did you ever see the movie Zardoz? <laughs> You're probably too old for it. I mean, not old enough for it.
1: Yeah, no, right? I, I haven't seen that. I, I'm guessing... Uh, Adam Sandberg wasn't in it?
0: No, no. <laughs> okay. This was actually Sean Connery, believe it or not. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, this uh, uh, look and see if you can find it, because it's worth watching. It's, it's set in a future where uh, uh, everything is savage. I mean, like, uh, um, Sean Connery is like this warrior, and there's constant battle, and it's, It's just a a terrible time to be alive, right? Right. And they worship this uh, war god, Zardoz, and it's like a floating head that comes down and brings them weapons to fight with and so forth and all of that. The upshot of the movie is that uh, all of the really rich people many years ago had kind of created their own uh, utopia, and then they let everything else go to hell. Right. And uh, that's kind of what I see for the future. That's what I really do believe that uh, that the the Republicans have in mind. And I'm not talking about you walking down the street, Republicans. I'm talking about those. I'm talking about the oligarchs. I'm talking about those who have so much money they could never spend it in 10 lifetimes so they can build an environment that is hermetically sealed from the from all the ills of the outside world and they can stay there for the next million years if they want to because they have the money to do it they have the the technology to do it and i think that's really what they're aiming for uh, ultimately and i know this sounds crazy this sounds totally insane like some weird conspiracy theory but you watch every now and then these programs on on sundays and so forth where they take you to see this this house that somebody has built. And it has this, this. Uh, um, well, we used to call them fallout shelters, but they're way more than that now. It's kind of like end-of-the-world survival places. And they have these. Yeah. These are the, what the rich people have. They have it in these, there are many mansions, if you will. Uh, they're preparing for this. They don't care if the environment goes south because they can create their own environment. It's, uh, It's scary shit. It sounds crazy, and it may be exaggerated a little bit, but not much. Yeah, uh, think about it. Um, just Minneapolis, an example. You remember the condorator?
1: No, no, I don't.
0: It was a uh, this metal shredding metal shredding thing that uh, they were going to. They all. My point is, they always put this crap, and the garbage burner for that matter. They always put it in the areas where the poor people live. Do you ever okay. notice that?
1: Yeah, 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 I do.
0: Anytime there's any sort of industry or anything that's that's not good, it winds up if it's spewing something or if it's using toxic chemicals or whatever, it winds up where the poor people live. That's yeah. just the way it is. Yeah. You know, if they're going to build a freeway, they're going to put it through the black neighborhood. You know that kind of thing i mean this this is not new it's always been there i'm sure in the middle ages when they, they were building a castle or something they would they would manage to screw the peasants somehow while they were doing it you know right
1: it's right.
0: it's just it goes with the this class society that we're not supposed to have because we're in america and we don't have classes but yeah. we do
1: and <laughs> we absolutely do all right, Ed. We're running out of time here. Uh, I want to thank you for coming by and talking. You always offer a perspective I never even thought about, which is good for the people who are listening. They need to hear from more than just me.
0: And uh,
1: <clears throat> while we're of a of a similar mind, uh, it's always good to get a better look. So I appreciate you coming by. And
0: oh, by the way, I'm I'm not as crazy as I sound. <laughs>
1: He's not. He's not as crazy as he sounds, but uh, the crazy is just kind of his charm. It's his, his shtick, if you will. <laughs> anyway, I want to thank the folks for listening, taking the time out of your day to listen to Ed Nye. Um, I'll be back later. I'll be back tomorrow, and there's a chance when I record tonight at about 10 o'clock, I may be talking to a Trumplicant. He's claiming he's going to show up. So let's keep our fingers crossed for this. This should be a shit show, and we love a good shit show. All right. You have a great day. We will talk to you again tomorrow.
0: Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.